Good morning. This morning I'm going to be talking a little bit about the disciplines of a godly man. And um, this is a very small part of it. But I'm going to start with Hebrews 12, 1 through 17. Therefore, since we have so great a cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us also lay aside every encumbrance and the sin which does so easily entangle us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him who has endured such hostility by sinners against himself, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. You have not yet resisted to the point of shedding blood in your strivings against sin, and you have forgotten the exhortation which is addressed to you as sons. My son, do not regard lightly the discipline of the Lord, nor faint when you are reproved by him. For those whom the Lord loves, he disciplines, and he scourges every son whom he receives. It is for discipline that you endure, God deals with you as sons. For what son is there whom his father does not discipline? But if you are without discipline, of which all have become partakers, then you are illegitimate children and not sons. Furthermore, we had earthly fathers to discipline us, and we respected them. Shall we not much rather be subject to the father of spirits and live? For they disciplined us for a short time, as seemed best to them. But he disciplines us for our good, so that we may share his holiness. All discipline for the moment seems not to be joyful, but sorrowful. Yet to those who have been trained by it, afterwards it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness. Therefore, strengthen the hands that are weak and the knees that are feeble, and make straight the paths for your feet, so that the limb which is lame may not be put out of joint, but rather be healed. Pursue peace with all men, and the sanctification without which no one will see the Lord. See to it that no one comes short of the grace of God, that no root of bitterness springing up causes trouble, and by it many be defiled, that there be no immoral or godless person like Esau, who sold his own birthright for a single meal. For you know that even afterwards, when he desired to inherit the blessing, he was rejected, for he found no place for repentance, though he sought for it with tears. So I'm gonna pull three points out of this. And the first is, what is our motivation? So um, chapter 12 starts with therefore, and it is referencing the previous chapter, which is Hebrews 11. And in that you read about the great men and women of faith. And um, that is our motivation. The, one, the ones who went on before and they are now in the cloud of witnesses. And do not grow weary and do not lose heart. And point two is God's discipline. And it said it isn't fun it, for a time, and we don't know why right away. But in the end, it's for our own good. Verse five and six, for consider, no. And you have forgotten the exhortation which is addressed to you as sons. My son, do not regard lightly the discipline of the Lord, nor faint when you are reproved by him. For those whom the Lord loves, 
he disciplines, and he scourges every son whom he, whom he receives. So just as our parents discipline us out of love, God also disciplines out of love. And it is sorrowful in the moment. We don't like it. But in the long run, it is for our own good. And point three is self-discipline. So I'm going to use the illustration of cookies. So mom bakes fresh cookies, right? And she sticks in a jar. And she says, don't touch any. Don't eat any. And she walks out. Go about her day. Well, you get to thinking about it, and one can't hurt, right? So you take one, and you eat it, and wipe the crumbs off your face, and you think, well, that was pretty clever. But mom knows how many cookies she put in that jar, and she knows one's missing. So she disciplines you, right? The next time you walk past the room, you don't take a cookie, because you know she's going to discipline me if I disobey her again. So do we self-discipline ourselves? to not take heed to that temptation, to avoid that temptation. And see in verse 12, where it says, therefore again, means since God has disciplined us as sons and daughters, so therefore strengthen the hands that are weak and the knees that are feeble. And verse 13 says to make straight the paths for your feet. So discipline yourself as to resist the temptation that is constantly in front of us. There's always temptation around every corner. So when you are tempted, pray for strength and resist that temptation. And um, when Jesus was in the garden, it says he fought his temptations to the point where he sweated blood. So do we fight temptation to where we sweat blood?